With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again to get to the pregame show. Here we go, Steelers. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm the podcast producer, and with me, as always, is my great friend back for year number two. He is a championship-winning coach from the state of New Jersey, and he is our very own Cliff Harris is still a punk on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. One of the best when it comes to film room, personnel, whatever you need. KT Smith has got it. Kevin, how are you, my friend? Brian, good to talk to you again, man. It's been a while. I've missed you, buddy. <laughs> Nine months. You yeah. haven't done this since since the uh, really awful taste in the mouth uh, playoff loss. So Yeah, I, I got to tell you, that's, that's absolutely crazy. But uh, you and I, I, I look forward to this forum and getting to hear from you because I'm the hype man. You know that I, I just spout off a lot of stuff. It's feeling it's, <laughs> it's fun. It's weird stats, you know, like uh, what Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback duo, you know, had razor commercials back in the seventies. And if you don't know that of Mike Krusek and Terry Bradshaw, you know, I know that <laughs> dumb stuff, but you, you know, things like cover two <laughs> and you know, schemes. And that's why we talk to you because when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you guys know this team, like, you know, your high school team. So how's everything going, my friend? Uh, it's going great. You know, I'm, we're, 
back in the swing and uh you know watching uh some college football over the weekend getting me excited doing some you know we're two games into our high school season already so i mean i feel like man it's football season so all we need is the steelers to complete it so i understand that uh you've got that nasty word scoreless this year huh so far so good man our defense is uh pitched a couple of shutouts in the first two games so we're we're playing a little like the 76 steelers you know is, i thought is it- that uh you know, I, I thought that that was uh, it was funny because didn't they start the season with three that year and they wound up with five, something like that? I mean, they were that was an incredible defense at seventy sixteen. Oh, yeah, they they were awesome. They they actually started off uh, started off with a rough year and uh, just ended it fantastic. Um, so I, I would have to look that up. But you know, is it like a no hitter though? Is it like when you just don't talk about the uh, the shutouts? Oh no, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a matter of that's a matter of pride, you know. We were actually angry because in the opener, nobody crossed midfield on us, and in the and in the second game, they 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 made it to like our forty. So we talked about, uh, yeah, we, let, let's see, let's not not just let's get no points, but let's keep them out of the red zone. So we'll see. You know, you go one you go one week at a time, like everything else. Well, I tell you what. The uh, your post your post game speeches I would love to hear them but I would really love to hear your pregame speech. So what I'm going to do here is try to figure out what a pregame speech for you would be for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. So that's one of the things I'm going to ask you in a little bit what they need to do and how you would motivate this team. But lots of interesting things going on. Of course, I mean nothing's bigger than the news that we got on Thursday with T.J. Watt allegedly walking into the Rooney's office and saying, you've got a deal. My agents take it up with them, but you've got a deal. I'm throwing them under the bus. I'm going back to practice. What were your thoughts when you heard that? Cause there's been some people saying that hey, that might not be completely true. It could be a little bit fabricated, but if it's true, I'm loving it, Kevin. Yeah. If it's true, that sort of raises his, status in the pantheon of great Steelers because it just sort of it gives him that every man quality even though he's getting 80 million guaranteed dollars you know like you can't be an every man with 80 million guaranteed going into your pocket but the idea that it's time to get back to work with my boys is very appealing to the fan base of course but I think the thing that I loved about it and again I don't know if it's true either but is the whole notion of overruling the agents because to me, the agents are just a problem. I know that they have a function and a job to do. And I understand that they're there for their client. And I also understand that if you're an NFL player, your, your shelf life is short and you need to maximize your profitability as much as possible. I don't, I don't begrudge these guys for trying to get every dollar that they can, but oftentimes it really feels like things could be just cleaner and healthier if the agents were removed. Maybe I'm maybe I'm speaking because I I bought <laughs> I bought a house recently, and uh, and the middlemen in that process were so frustrating that I'm jaded by that. But to hear him to hear the story that he overruled his agents, walked into the office, and said, "Let's get this done so I can get back to work," is just you know very appealing. And you know what? I believe in Santa Claus, the Easter bunny, the tooth fairy. I'm believing in this story. I told Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield 
on the the Steelers preview that I don't want to even think about that. I'm going to believe this as gospel, and that's what I'm going with. I'm I'm putting my fan hat on on this one, so I'm really excited. But I got to tell you, there's this is welcome news because when you saw the injury report on Thursday, it included for the second day in a row one Alex Highsmith. So what does TJ Watt coming back mean to this team? In the, with the sense, though, that he has not practiced. He has been in conditioning. He has been present the entire time. But how much difference does that make, Kevin? I will be surprised if he's visibly out of shape. I think that he is, A, extremely conscientious of his work habits. Of I think he's the kind of guy that like he would never allow himself to enter an NFL game knowing that he was out of shape because he takes care of his body. He, we, we, I just look at his craft work. I see his technique. When you look at him as a pass rusher, that's a guy that has drilled that stuff over and over and over and over again. And he can do it in his sleep. He's a master craftsman. And it would shock me if he hasn't been diligent with that work on the side. Now, again, I understand that it's not the same as live reps, but I don't know if a guy uh, in his situation needs quite as many live reps, especially since the scheme hasn't changed. There's really been no upheaval on the defensive side of the football. So the learning curve, you know, that's not going to really be an issue. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's going to be mid season form, but I don't think it's going to be one of those things where we're, we're in the late in the third quarter and we're looking at TJ and we're like, Oh, we, the, you know, the layoff is really hurting him right now. Ingram. I wonder about a little bit more, you know, I wonder what kind of, how many reps can he take? Uh, is he going to be able to, if, if Highsmith can't go, is Ingram or, uh, yeah, is Ingram going to be able to play, uh, 60 minutes? That's very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. It's very nice knowing that Ingram is in there as well. And look, you also might see some action now from the BTSC Isaac Redman award winner, Jameer Jones as well. Um, let me ask you about him real quick as we're getting ready to go into this. Is this a guy, we, we've seen this movie in the past. We've seen the Tuzar Skippers just show off in, in the second half of preseason games. But Jamar Jones, Jameer Jones, excuse me, he seemed to have shown up throughout the entire preseason pro uh, process in the first couple quarters, which is an even bigger deal. Is this a guy that is that uh, we made a lot of, out of, of him? Or is it the fact that maybe, you know, okay, he's good enough to make the 53, but can he make an impact? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I just don't know. Consider me like cautiously optimistic. I'm going to, I'm going to really withhold any sort of exuberance about him until we see him do it in a game. Because again, just like you said, we've seen that story before in preseason. One thing I do like about him, I like how he combined his quickness because his quickness off the edge is really why I think he made the roster, but with some instinct, I thought, I thought in a couple of those preseason games, he did some things where rather than just run up the field, like a lot of speed guys will do uh, that. He was able to sort of recognize the technique that the offensive tackle was using, make some counter moves or some adjustments. Uh, I remember a play in the 
in the Carolina preseason game where he fell off the pass rush because he sensed the screen and he was able to sort of fall back in and uh, make a play on the running back on the screen. I mean, that kind of stuff gives you a little more of a sense that like, hey, this isn't like a freak athlete who's just out there running around, but this is a guy who might understand the position a little bit. So if that's the case, then I think his chance to succeed in the games that count are greater than some of the guys who came before him. Well, let's talk about the game that counts and it's counting now the Buffalo bills. It's week one. All the talking is over. We're getting ready to suit up in orchard park at bill stadium. I can't believe that's what they call it. Now. Uh, I remember back in the day they had, they had some really cool names for it. Um, Ralph Wilson stadium. And I believe it was something else. It was something with a bakery. I'm, I'm not completely sure, but then that's neither here nor there, but this is a very good football team. Sean McDermott, the coach 13 and three last year, the last time we saw this team, they fell to the Kansas city chiefs, the eventual AFC champion 24 to 38 in Kansas city, but they had a nice run in the, postseason of beating Baltimore beating Indianapolis and also beating the Steelers in December in that that empty stadium there in Orchard Park this is a good team Sean McDermott what can you tell me about this guy a lot of people don't know him as well I know Mike Tomlin coached with him before and Mike Tomlin has a great deal of respect for Sean McDermott Kevin uh yeah I mean I remember you know, I live in the Philadelphia area uh, or, or about an hour from Philly. And so we get a lot of Philly news here and a lot of Eagles fans. And when McDermott was with the Eagles uh, back when Andy Reid was the head coach, he was very well respected. One of those sort of really young risers uh, who was considered to be a really smart football mind. And he certainly translated that early reputation into some great success as a head coach. Uh, he's a defensive guy predominantly. And uh, when I look at the Bills defense, they're built on speed, uh, really fast linebacking core. They're not huge. I know they've got a couple big dudes up, up front on the D line, but um, that linebacking core can really run to the ball. And I think he, you know, he's, he's one of these guys who just sort of sees the direction of the, of the game. You know, the game is becoming more horizontal. Uh, offenses are making you defend, you know, the entire width, all 53 yards. And you got to have a defense that can run sideline to sideline. And his, his does so. I mean, when I break down the bills, and I've done that now a couple times over the last few years for, the, for film rooms for the website, I see them getting really aggressive, inserting their safeties into the box, using safeties as sort of de facto linebackers. Uh, that's really the trend in the NFL. And um, I think McDermott's one of those guys who was ahead of the curve and he's, he's obviously had a lot of success in Buffalo so far. And I tell you what, with Leslie Frazier as his defensive coordinator, Hey man, he showed up in a big way. He was an X factor in that game back in mid December against the Steelers as well. So that is a very fine defense. Let's keep it on the defense. Who's the guy you look at on that defense as the guy that the Steelers need to fear the most. Well, I, you know, I mentioned the, um, I mentioned the linebackers and their speed. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Terrell Edmonds' brother, I, I have a ton of respect for him. I think he's a, he's a dynamic player, man. He'd look great in the middle of the Steelers' defense. Uh, I, I think an underrated guy on their defense is Matt Milano, is, is sort of his partner at linebacker. Uh, but you got to be really careful with the 
the D-backs. I mean, they make splash plays. Two years ago, we kind of had the Bills on the ropes a little bit in Pittsburgh, and, uh, you know, Tredavious White made a great play. Uh, you know, Duck Hodges kind of missed inside on a on a throw, and Tredavious White, you know, picked it and almost took it back to the house, and that really swung the momentum of that game. And then last year, right before half, I mean, what a crushing interception by Teron Johnson with the Steelers leading right before halftime and an opportunity to go in with the lead and feel pretty good about themselves. And, you know, Big Ben missed a little bit on a, on a, on a quick, uh, quick out to Juju Smith-Schuster and Teron Johnson picked it and took it to the house and suddenly Buffalo stole the momentum and that changed that entire game. So they they have playmakers in the secondary and, you know, you can't make mistake make mistakes against them because they will make you pay for it. So the combination of the speed at linebacker and the playmakers in the secondary make them dangerous. That absolutely they do. Now let's talk about the offensive side of the football, Kevin. We all know about their fantastic quarterback, number 17, Josh Allen, going into his third year. In fact, I had an opportunity to pick either Patrick Mahomes or Mr. Allen, and I took Mr. Allen in my fantasy draft to quarterback my team just because I think that this guy is putting up numbers last year points for this team was second in the national football league with 501 points. Allen had a tremendous season. He is being talked about as an MVP candidate. He can do it with his arm. He could do it with his legs. Where is he as one of the biggest threats in the national football league? And can the Steelers stop this guy? He's a guy you really have to keep in the pocket. I, I think he's most dangerous when he gets out and he starts to run around and makes those sort of unscripted plays. But you know where he really impressed me last year was like the Steelers did a nice job. Everybody talks about his arm. He's got this cannon for an arm, and you hear these stories about how he can throw the ball 80 yards. And um, and there was this this great fear that, the, that Buffalo would hurt the Steelers with the vertical passing game. But the Steelers did a really nice job in the first half last year taking that stuff away and he was patient and he didn't force the ball down the field and he made throws from the pocket in the underneath zones a lot of like quick timing routes and a lot of throws over the middle where he just he just did the you know the Tom Brady thing he stood in the pocket uh and and kind of picked apart the defense a little bit and I didn't think that he was like that advanced yet as a quarterback to be able to do that but when you look at the film from last year that's how the Bulls, the Bills pulled away in the second half last year. They pulled away because Allen was accurate and disciplined from inside the pocket. Uh, and that makes him really dangerous because you focus on his mobility or his deep ball, uh, you know, uh, the ability to throw the ball deep. And, and yet now he hurts you from inside the pocket. So it really, he really makes you defend everything. Who do you need to defend besides Allen on this team? I'm sure Stefan Diggs is obvious, but who is the biggest X factor on that offense that the Steelers have got to be concerned about and need to stop besides Josh Allen? Well, they have to have an answer for Diggs. He had 10 catches for 130 yards and a touchdown against them last year. And they defended him a couple of ways. They went man on him. Um, Diggs started to get hot near the end of the first half. And then had, a, had the opening drive of the second half when Buffalo went right down the field and scored. He was the main guy on that on that drive, and he kind of he beat up on both uh, on both Cam Sutton and Stephen Nelson in that drive. And so then when the Bills got the ball back, the Steelers went zone, 
but they played like a soft cover two on him and they just gave him free releases at the line of scrimmage and let him run around in the middle of the field. Uh, they can't do that. They cannot give him free releases. They're going to have to get physical with him at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's not a big guy. I know he's super quick. Uh, on one on on his touchdown, man, he 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 literally spun Stephen Nelson around on an in cut, and then Nelson slipped trying to recover and fell down, and Diggs was off to the races. So I I I, I get that it's easier said than done trying to get physical with him at the line of scrimmage, but there's got to be a way that the Steelers get in his face and and disrupt his releases because once you give him a clean release, it's just that's a problem. Uh, now. The trick, the trick there is, well, how do you do that? You can, you can play like a more of a press cover two and, and, or, or a press man and walk up in his face um, and try to funnel him to the inside. But if you do that, now you're rotating your coverage to Diggs, and now you got to worry about Cole Beasley in the slot. Uh, and he's obviously, you know, a talented receiver as well. So they present some problems by being able to go both inside and outside. But for me, the number one thing that the Steelers have to do is they have to game plan for Diggs and make the Bills beat them with somebody else. All right. Well, that is a great game plan. Can the Steelers do that? That's the big question. We are going to answer that question and more when we come back right after this on Here We Go, the Steelers pregame show from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is KT Smith. Coach, how are you today? Are you ready for this game? Steelers, Bills, week one of 2021. Very excited, Brian. Very, I mean, it feels like forever. It really feels like, I don't. I just feel like I haven't watched the Steelers game. I know I, know I watch some preseason stuff, but yeah, a game that matters in a long time. I, feel, I don't know, it feels like that Browns playoff game was a long time ago. So uh, I'm very excited. And that, that ended right away. So it feels like we never had that game. It, it feels like we were mourning right after the first snap of that game. So as fans, we this is one that I can't wait to uh, just digest and hope that the Steelers could come up and do something that a lot of people don't think that they can do. And we're going to talk about that when we give our predictions at the end of the show. But we're no, talking... Bri, I don't know. I don't know. Are you... I'm, I've been uh, criticized by, you know, the people who love me in my life as being like an optimist to a fault that I'm, that I'm overly optimistic and I'm sometimes, you know, like uh, perhaps naively so. Uh, so I'm very optimistic that Steelers can win. But I got to tell you, we re- rewind to that Cleveland game, you know, going in, I was 100% sure. All right, Steelers are going to win. Steelers are going to win. The moment they snapped the ball over Roethlisberger's head on the first play of the game, immediately I gave up. I mean, like immediately mentally, I was like, oh, we're going to lose. And I'm never like that. I'm never like that. You know, I'm, 
I'm fighting to the end, man. I've just, I've been around football long enough that you just see crazy things all the time and you realize anything can happen. And I just, that's such, such a, a gut punch tone for me that I don't think I ever recovered from. I don't know if, if you were the same, but yeah, I, I am exactly the same way that you describe yourself. In fact, I'm described by my friends as happy go lucky without the lucky, but I consider <laughs> myself lucky. That's the thing. I'm just a happy guy and I know everything's going to work out, but there's sometimes I do pick up, pick against the Steelers just because I've seen the movie before. And a lot of the things that I think of are the future and how things work out. Because when I say movie, yeah, I think about how things set up in every single movie I watch and I can see a team lose in week one to a team that a lot of people think that they're not going to beat but beat them when it counts in the playoffs. And for, I'm giving you a spoiler, but that's kind of what I'm thinking of this week. Does not mean that I don't believe. It's just like I, uh, I'm just trying to think about the movie that I've watched in my head over and over again. But let's talk about what the Steelers need to do to make that movie a happy one in the original, which is the original is going to be week one against Buffalo. So we talked about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. They've got a good two-headed running back there with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I don't even know who the chief runner is. Um, fantasy football players have probably had a really tough time picking either one of these guys because they don't know who the running back is because they platoon them so well. But what do the Steelers need to do to be able to stop this juggernaut of an offense? Once again, ranked second in all of the national football league in 2020, Kevin. Yeah. You know, we talked about it before the break, just the, the ability to game plan for digs. Um, they've going to have to get pressure on Josh Allen. You know, he can't sit back there all day in the, in the really the drive that was like sort of the dagger last year when the game was uh, when it was, 16-7 Buffalo, the touchdown that put him up 23-7. Uh, when, when Pittsburgh fell back into a soft zone on that drive, they got no pressure on Allen. And I was, you know, I was lauding him for his ability to stand in the pocket last year and, um, you know, kind of dissect the, the zone defense. And he did so. But he was also the beneficiary of great pass protection. The Steelers were not able to get pressure on him. Uh, so they're going to have to be able to do so. Obviously, having tj watt will be huge uh hopefully Mel melvin ingram uh will be able to op apply some some pressure but they're gonna have to gamble i think they're gonna have to roll the dice and and they're gonna have to uh to bring some guys and you know hope that they can hold up in man coverage against digs in certain situations now joe hayden didn't play last year and uh so it's great to have him back at, you know for this game he didn't play against buffalo last year uh and so with him out they didn't have their best cover guy so they might be able to take some chances with Hayden and hope that he can hold up in man coverage when they want to bring heat. But yeah, man, make Allen uncomfortable. They're going to have to be able to do that in addition to game plan for Diggs. Who is the defensive straw that stirs the drink this week against the Buffalo Bills? Well, I think Devin Bush is going to have to, uh, Bush and, and Joe Schobert, I think that there's going to be a lot of, pressure on those guys to be able to defend the middle of the field buffalo torched the steelers in the middle of the field last year now that was the avery williamson ulysses gilbert linebacking duo and a bush uh Schobert duo is a, is a huge upgrade so i think that those guys are going to have to be able to uh play both crossing routes where cole beasley's really effective uh 
play the seam stuff where where Diggs was able to hurt him on kind of the deeper over routes and the dig routes. They're gonna have to be able to get underneath that stuff. And then, you know, those running backs are good receivers too. Singletary and Moss, who you mentioned, uh, those guys can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think we we need a big game from uh, Bush and Schobert in coverage because, honestly, I don't know who's playing in the slot, you know. And uh, that's that's been a great mystery. I mean, the Steelers really haven't announced it. And on the depth chart, they didn't even put a guy. They didn't put, they didn't put a, a starter there, which they usually do. So, you know, that'll be like the big, the big unveil, you know, the big reveal uh, who's going to play there, but whoever it is, I mean, I think they're going to need help from the linebackers. You know, you mentioned the linebackers and UG three and Avery Williamson compared to Joe Schobert and Devin Bush jr. That's basically Colt and Vance Duke versus Bo and Luke Duke from the Dukes of Hazards. <laughs> You can't replace uh, those guys. I'm assuming you're a Bo and Luke guy. Well, I I was a kid. We're the same age back then, you know, dude. Of <laughs> course, you when when Colt and Vance came on, you're like, where's where's Tom Wopat and and John Schneider? We can't have this. More importantly, where's Barbara Bach? That's that's Ooh. the question we really should be asking. Oh, Catherine Bach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Catherine Bach. Catherine Bar- Barbara Bach. My gosh. Now, now I'm going to make you feel really bad because, and wow, you must have thought the octogenarians were sexy because wasn't she the mother on Dallas? Which was <laughs> I have no idea. Yes, yeah, she but was. You might be right. And that was that yeah. came on the same night because Dukes was on at eight, the Dukes were on at eight on Fridays and Dallas was on at nine. But I digress because I'm going to I'm going to get some heat because I hear it from some YouTube listeners on how I go off on the 80s all the time. So oh, I'm gotcha. going to go away from that. But I love my pop culture references. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's just who I am. Imagine my wife. She has to live with this 24 <laughs> seven. All right. Steelers offense. <laughs> well, so you said Devin Bush is, is really the guy. So who's the guy on offense that has to show up, Kevin? I, I had uh, my pick that uh, Dave Schofield actually, uh, it was his pick as well. Of course, there's the obvious guys, but there's was another X factor in there that I thought was very interesting. I'll bring him up, but who stirs the drink for the offense? to beat this not a bad bills defense either ranked 16th as far as points last year giving up 375 but uh, you know the middle of the pack in the league but there there's they've got those linebackers and they're they're staunch up front yeah uh i'm gonna you know i'm not i'm gonna go with uh, a coach and not a player i think for me it's matt canada because when i broke down the, the film from last year for uh the preview article i wrote for the site this week one thing jumped out at me watching Buffalo's defense, and it was that they were all over what Randy Fickner was doing. I mean, they they had a really good feel based on personnel groups, formations, and most importantly, motions, what the Steelers were going to do. Uh, they were prepared for it. Just to give you one example, I mean, every time the Steelers motioned, I mean, every time that they brought any kind of jet motion or receiver motion, not, I'm not talking about just trading the tight end, but, but a distinct receiver motion where, where you have a receiver motioning from one side of the formation to, to the other. Buffalo sold out on the run. I mean, they, they fired, uh, brought safeties down and brought them off the edge. They sometimes, they sometimes had nine guys into the box. I mean, they, they were nine on seven against the Steelers at times in the box. I mean, all but giving Pittsburgh the play action pass. 
knowing that the Steelers just never last year, never threw the ball off of that type of long motion. And um, the Steelers never broke tendency. They didn't break tendency one time. They ran the ball 17 times for 47 yards in the game. They actually ran it decently when they got a, a six-man box. They ran it 10 times for 38 yards against a six-man box, which is respectable, almost four yards a carry. Um, they ran it seven times for nine yards when they got eight and nine-man boxes. And those eight and nine-man boxes were almost overwhelmingly when Buffalo brought extra D-backs uh, on run blitzes because the Steelers were motioning. So to me, one of the advantages the Steelers have – going into this game is, you know, last year it was week 15 or were week 13, I, I believe actually. And, you know, Buffalo had three quarters of a season's worth of film to study the Steelers tendencies this year. There's no film, you know, I mean, it's a couple, it's some preseason. It's Ben Roethlisberger ran a quarter of uh, of vanilla offense and, uh, and you have a new offensive coordinator. And, and so who knows what Buffalo is going to get. So Canada's got a really good opportunity in front of him to lay some tendencies out early in the game and then try to break them or exploit Buffalo's reaction to those things as the game progresses. I think it's a big challenge and a lot of, a lot of uh, Pittsburgh's success on offense will ride on his ability to win the chess match with Buffalo's uh, defensive coordinator. Well, I love that you said that. And you mentioned something about Randy Feetner and there was a lot of predictability and, you know, it was just like one of my favorite movies, Die Hard, when they say, look, the FBI's here, they've got the playbook on how to fight terrorists, and they're reading it word for word, and you just don't go off of that. So adaptability seems like it means to, it's, it has to be different. So I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Chase Claypool this week in an interview. And I asked him about the difference between Claypool's, excuse me, between Canada's off offense and that as of Feetner's. And he had this to say, last year we got caught up in doing the same thing and making it look the same towards the second half of the year. So I think just disguising our plays in different formations is the biggest difference. Even though the offense is similar in the sense we are trying to use the same words to reduce the learning curve, we have a lot more tags to put people into different positions, motions, stuff like that to disguise what we're doing. So it's all about disguise for them and adapting. And if Canada can adapt to Leslie Frazier's defense, this could be a different story. So I'm glad you brought that up, Kevin. Yeah, I think one of the cardinal rules as an offensive coordinator that you try to abide by is let's make it hard for them, easy for us. And, and you don't do that by reinventing all of your schemes or by, you know, adding all sorts of new schemes. So, I mean, schemes are hard to execute. You know, what's easy is formations, motions, and shifts. That stuff's easy, but easy for the offense, but it's, it's tough for the defense. When, when you line Najee Harris up at, uh, at the X receiver, that creates uh, stress on the Buffalo defense because they have to think about how they want to handle that. Are we going to are we going to line up in a traditional sense with our our corner out there on that running back? Uh, are we going to put a linebacker out there on him and now bring a corner inside where maybe he has to now cover a tight end, something along those lines? Uh, simple things like that, which an offense can do very very easily without having to completely overhaul their scheme create uh, a lot of stress for a defense and then uh, then you start motioning and shifting and moving guys around then you start changing your personnel groups I mean the Steelers were just 
they were so 11 personnel heavy last year. And a, a defense had such a good idea about, all right, well, here's who's going to be on the field. And so here, you know, here's how we're going to line up to them. And, and that it just, it, we, we just didn't make it hard on defenses last year. Uh, I think the Steelers have the personnel this year to be one of the most multiple offenses in the league. They can go 12 personnel because they got two really good tight ends in Ebron and Fryermuth. Uh, they can go, they can go three tight ends if they want. I mean, uh, as because Zach Gentry, I thought blocked really well in the, in the preseason, they can go five wides. They can go four wides with Najee Harris split out. Uh, I mean, they, they can use Derek Watt, who was, I think underused last year. I mean, there, there's an awful lot of talent on that offensive roster that if you get creative with the way that you use that talent, you're going to put a lot of stress on the defense. So I'm really hoping to see that from Canada. Absolutely. And here's one guy that I want to bring up. But before I do that, we know that Ben Roethlisberger is paramount in this game. And we know what Najee Harris needs to do to open some things up. But with the corners, and you talked about Johnson and, of course, Davius White and Jordan Poyer had a good game against Pittsburgh last year as well. I mean, they are loaded in the defensive backfield. My thought is that Eric Ebron and, to a lesser extent, Pat Fryermuth really need to exploit the middle. And I think Ebron could be the guy to have a lot of success if he could hold on to the ball. And I think he's actually a lot better at holding onto the ball than a lot of people think that he is, but I really feel that he could exploit that middle and he's going to need to have a good day for the Steelers to really uh, make some hay on offense. Am I off base there? No, man, the, the bills are ripe to be play actioned because they're so aggressive with their linebackers. Um, Tremaine Edmonds is a downhill backer, man. He is, he is coming to attack the run. And then Matt Milano, he's not a big dude. He's, he's listed as six foot, 225, something around, the, around there. Ebron's 6'5, Fryermuth's 6'5, or maybe even 6'6. Six, six. You got some guys with some size advantages that if the Steelers can get the Buffalo backers aggressive against the run, uh, or they can scheme them so that you can now get maybe uh, Fryermuth or, or Ebron matched up on Milano, you got a big advantage right there that, that you can exploit. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm a huge advocate of tight ends in the passing game. There's a reason why so many teams in the NFL are now trying to add these sort of hybrid, you know, these flex tight ends or these move tight ends, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and it's because they create they create matchup problems. And when you get a guy like Firemuth who can both block and catch, then, uh, you know, you can use him however many ways that you can think of on the whiteboard, you know, and, and so – that should be a really interesting thing to look for this week. Well, absolutely. Great analysis. I appreciate it. You know, I have already gone on record of what my pick is going to be. And I picked the Buffalo Bills 30, Pittsburgh 24. But after this last half hour and this conversation for the pregame show, you have me wanting to change it completely. I can't because then the, uh, the stat geek and the uh, editor – They'll uh, be all over me for not being consistent. So I'm going to stick exactly where I am, but you have me feeling it. So I'm going to ask you your score for this game as we get ready to wrap things up. Well, you know, as I talk about being an optimist and, and then all the things I'm excited about, I'm also picking the bills. So, and it's not because I, I don't, you know, it's not because I, I don't like the Steelers team. It's just that uh, I don't think they're ready to win in Buffalo in week one because 
Buffalo is bringing back pretty much their entire squad from last year. Uh, the Steelers have had a tremendous amount of change, especially now when you think about the offensive line. The 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 key to, to really winning the football game beyond you know what Canada is able to scheme up is just going to be how well can the Steelers run the football, control the clock, play action the Bills. Uh, you know they they have not run it well against them the past two years, and they've lost both both times. I don't know if the offensive line is ready to gel yet. I mean, this will be the first time that these guys have ever played a real game together. And um, I just think the Steelers are going to get better as the season goes. You know, I think they're going to be a team, like you alluded to earlier, that they might lose in Buffalo week one, but if they see the Bills in the playoffs, it might be a whole different story because I expect the Steelers to be a much better team in December or January than they're going to be on the first weekend of September. So I had the Bills winning 27-20. I think it's going to be a really good game but a game in which inevitably I think the Steelers will just be a little bit short. All right. I teased it earlier. Let's wrap this up. If you were going to give them a quick 15 second pregame speech and you're talking to the Steelers to get them ready, what are you saying to them? Uh, Do your job, do your job. I mean, you can, you can give the greatest rah-rah motivational speech in the history of football. The best one I've ever seen is Al Pacino in any given Sunday. That's a great Hollywood speech where he talks about, you know, defending every inch and the blood and the sweat and all that it takes to defend every inch of the field. It's a hell of a speech and it made me want to run through a wall. But, you know, that kind of adrenaline that you that you create when you make those types of pregame speeches and you get the guys all fired up, once the, once you kick off, man, that lasts maybe five minutes, you know. And after the first couple of minutes, it, it, it gets down to fundamentals. Who blocks better? Who tackles better? Uh, who executes better. And I mean, my message to the Steelers would be that we need 11 guys doing their job to the best of their ability on every single play for six seconds from snap to whistle. And then you line up and you do it again on the next play and you do it every single play for 60 minutes, the best, your job to the best of your ability, every single play for 60 minutes. And we get 11 guys on both sides of the ball doing their job, every play, then good things are going to happen. You know, I don't think that there's any sort of magic elixir, man. I think that that, fundamental execution is is how you win football games and the Steelers are good enough to do it uh you know the last couple of years they've lost to Buffalo because they had self-inflicted wounds they hurt themselves in both of those contests so if Pittsburgh plays a clean game man I give them a great shot have you ever Keanu to your team and said pain heals chicks dig scars glory lasts forever <laughs> I mean, I think if I did, A, they wouldn't have any idea what I'm talking about because I think that that probably – these guys, I don't know if, if – I don't know if uh, if that resonates with them anymore. I don't know if Keanu Reeves resonates with them anymore, you know? I mean, if you uh, – but, I mean, those words, it doesn't matter who it's from. They, me, I, I, a fat guy could roll in like me and go, hey, guys, let me tell you something. Pain heals, chick stick scars, glory, last forever. Oh, they'd be They'd be just – ripping through the locker room to get out there <laughs> uh i we have our big rivalry game next week and you know maybe for a little extra motivation i'll try that line all right well i i could come via satellite and i'll, I'll be glad to do that yeah maybe can we beam you in man can we yeah, zoom you in? Uh, yeah I, my, for you free can you do me a favor can you can you like get, wear like a tearaway shirt hulk hogan style and rip it off at the end you know i've done that in college um in front of the entire school in the mr upj pageant but that's for another time um <laughs> and it, i'm not going to tell you what song it was to oh it was 
I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. So with that being said, let's get that vision out of your head and just say it's going to be a fantastic weekend. I'm really excited for this game to get back to Steeler football. For Kevin Smith, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. I need you to do three things for me. One, be safe. Two, be true to yourself. And always be behind the steel curtain. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 